Hey everybody, welcome to episode, wow, that died out really fast, episode 25 of Tactical Crouch. I'm Kick Tripod, of course, joined by Yiska Volamel. We do a show every week. Joe's writing. I don't know what he's writing. Joe no, is... I'm crossing out my notes so I cannot be stupid. Yeah, I'm doing my journal entry for the day. Dear Diary, John's so cute. What did they, what did, so, have you ever seen the cartoon Doug? What yeah, did he course. call it? It was log, right? Or no, oh. it was Dear Journal. Something like that. Dear mm. Journal. Right? I only remember Patty Mayonnaise and the dog and the quail man. Patty Mayonnaise was a babe maze. <laughs> sure. So, just saying that now. It's on it's on Hulu right now. I started watching oh. again. Doesn't hold up <laughs> 15 years <laughs> later. Doesn't hold up at all. I feel like I have to try to get below the bar of that joke that you just yeah, said. Yeah, I figured you were going to have to fucking I'm, uh, put on that filter. <laughs> Good yeah. for you. Good yeah, for you. Job. You Yiska, did it, buddy. For Yiska, when we asked Yiska, like, hey, Yiska, what do you want to get out of being a, a co-host on Tactical Crouch? It says, I want to be able to keep some jokes to myself. <laughs> and that was the yes. one. Yep. That was it. Constantly, got constantly be tormented by fire jokes that I could never bring up to another human being, and that would only entertain myself. <laughs> yeah, there's another podcast for that, but uh, they keep getting removed from all the podcast platforms. We're like, no, we're not ready for this. <laughs> so uh, you can find it on the dark web, but nobody knows how to get on there. Have you guys ever tried to get on the dark web? No. No. Apparently, like ninety percent of the internet is actually on the dark web. That's what those weird, like, security infomercials keep telling me. But I don't know what that means. <sighs> I don't. I wouldn't even know what I would do there, other than <laughs> which. Which currently in Overwatch League had the potential making it in CS:GO. I love that question. We're not going to answer it, but I love that question. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that like that that. Uh, that's my mood right now for Overwatch. But besides the fact, let's get started with the show. Like I said, Yiska, uh, at Yiska out on Twitter, Volamel, at Volamel on Twitter. I'm Kick Tripod at Kick Tripod. You can follow the show at Tactical underscore Crouch. I know if you're watching the video version, it it's lying to you. It's saying it's still at OWL Daily Show. It's not there anymore because OWL Daily Show is dead. So there you go. It's gone. So tactical underscore crouch. You should be able to search it everywhere for tactical crouch. If you can't and don't, please tweet me, email me at uh, John L Horstman at gmail.com. I think we actually have the OWL daily show at gmail.com as well. Email it there and um, I'll fix it. You can also send your questions there as well. I should probably set out, set up a tactical crouch one. That's yeah, our housekeeping like though. Like a Q&A or something. That'd be cool. We could do a Send mailbag. Let's do this. Yeah. I'm going to see. I'm not making any promises, but if you email OWLDailyShow at gmail.com, no affiliation to this show anymore, but if you email that email, send in your questions about Overwatch League and we get enough good ones, we'll do a mailbag episode. And if there's enough good ones, we'll just do a whole separate bonus episode. How's that sound? 
Could do that. That sounds pretty good, right? Could do that. that sounds yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys don't have anything else going on in your lives. This is all you guys do. This is what you. This is what your week. You know, when people are like, everybody's working for the weekend for Yiska and Joe. It's everybody's working for Tactical Crouch. It is something I do look forward to. To be fair, that's a that's a song. It's a an American song. Uh, Yiska. Which part of it? Everybody's <laughs> working for the weekend. You I haven't heard that song. Unbelievable. No. Yeah. When and guys, I, is, like when you turn on the radio in Germany, what is it? Just flutes? Yeah, it's pan flutes <laughs> and bagpipes. Yeah. Like, is, that, is that all it is? Like it's just the sound of sausage making and <laughs> sausage making and, and an accordion. Yeah. Wiener schnitzel. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm from like the most German part of Minnesota. So we had this guy in my hometown called Wally Pickle, who is famous for like playing the accordion and two trumpets at the same time while on a unicycle. And if there's like, name me one more thing more German than that. You can't, we're not talking about overwatch at this point. So we're going to talk about overwatch housekeeping done. Let's go (laughs) stage one playoffs in the books. Congratulations to the Vancouver Titans winning stage one playoffs and going undefeated in the stage. They didn't drop a single map in the playoffs. They dropped some maps uh, throughout uh, stage one, of course. But uh, we all put, so going back through, we all put uh, Titans at like fifth place through eighth place in our season power rankings. (coughs) Some people have a pro like have an issue with separating season power rankings and stage power rankings. Yeah. Joe, for those people who struggle with understanding what stage and season are and how they're different, how would you, how would you uh, delineate those two? Um, well, one's a longer period of time, you know, for the season that encapsulates all three stages. Technically, you could say four, but the fourth stage, we won't have a stage final. So it'll be kind of difficult to see exactly who is the best on that stage because I could see interesting. Um, for those of you who don't know, stage four won't have a stage playoffs. We'll be playing the wild card tournament. Um, for the last two seeds in the seasonal playoffs, which will probably, if I had to guess, be on a different patch than stage four entirely, if I had to to guess the way that the patches are kind of coming out. So the season is for a longer period of time. So how, you know, the seasonal power rankings are grading the teams on how we think they'll be over a longer period of time, whereas the stage, how how well will they do in this specific metagame? How will, will they do in this specific scenario? Um, it can get confusing. I definitely understand that. But uh, when, when you have those pretty clear delineations, I don't think it's too crazy. However, um, we need to we need to boast for a second as a podcast. Can we do that for a second? Somebody went ahead and compiled our season power rankings and compared them to the actual final rankings for stage one. And I, I believe we were all in like the top seven. Yes. For our granted, this was based on that was for our seasonal. For yeah. even yeah, though I, I put said, out a so stage. I said that. So uh, yeah, and yeah, again, yeah. who cares about your stage? The season one, <laughs> uh, in in the season one, we actually did as a podcast. We've done you right. Yeah. I would say, yeah, everybody. Like I think the most, like the highest. Uh, I think it's like a like a relational value, and it's like yeah, somewhere it was, we're all somebody, somewhere we're like point five and to like point five seven eight. Yeah. Uh, so we all we all did you good. So you're welcome. 
is what I really wanted yeah. to say. And um, you can leave your Twitch Prime subs at the door. So uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Cheers to that. But I got to say, for being like, uh, for, for us being us, pretty proud of each of and every one of us, did our best. And to have us all rated so high and reinforce rated so low just feels good. Just <laughs> to, satisfying. I like I, I wish I could take these these W's, but yeah, I, I feel like I, I like it's that's not the intention of my power rankings. Also, if I actually did uh stage one power rankings, show me an analysis piece in the preseason that was more accurate than the stock market uh, Scrimbox stock market exchange. Everything came true in that. That's true. That was really good. That was a really good article. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to forget to put it in the show notes. But uh, Google Scrimbuck, Scrimbuck Stock Exchange, probably the best piece of. I think it's hosted on VP Esports. So definitely check that out. It's yeah. like, uh, what's. Uh, it's sat basically satire, right? But it's true. It's so near it's like, satire, it's like yeah. the Daily yeah. Show or the Colbert Report. It's like it's not news, but yeah. isn't it? So yeah. um, <laughs> the, it, it's the same way there. Check that out for sure. Uh, congrats to the Vancouver Titans. Um, but 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 back to our power rankings for a second. We all put them five through eight for our seasons. Does the Vancouver yes guy want to go to you? Does the Vancouver Titans performance in season one at all change your overall season ranking for them going forward through stages two through four and onwards? Question mm. mark. The thing is, it's at this point, it's hard to say still, but certainly. So if you, if you have a prior, we had a prior assumption how good the Vancouver Titans are. I think it's fair to say that they exceeded those those ex expectations. And let's not forget, in order to be higher up, you, it's a direct comparison to other teams. And other teams have really not convinced me uh, in terms of those who I have I put uh, in front of Vancouver. Of course, mainly London Spitfire. At this point, it, like it, it it will be an uphill battle to even get. Like, it, just think of the seasonal record they would have to have now, from now on, in order to get above Vancouver. It's very unlikely. So, if I was to reevaluate their chances, yes, Vancouver is now a top three team uh, if you want to project the end of the season standings. I'm not ready to go there yet. I put them in top five, but I, I, like, in my understanding of Korean Overwatch, which is like the most minimal understanding, I think, of anybody who makes content for Overwatch ever. Uh, my, my understanding is, is that the, the former Runaway really excelled because the meta suited them, which was GOATS at the time. Am I incorrect in saying that? See... Okay. Am I incorrect People that Goats was the meta when Runaway won uh, the last season of Contenders before being picked up by Overwatch League? It was, yet, okay, so it was the meta, but we still have to, That that is something where we need more nuance to the thing, because like I'm currently writing a piece on metas, and sure just see how far we stretch the name of goats sometimes so we say goats is what goats came up with the team goats mm -hmm. but that was a moira comp okay 
So, is it still goats if there's a monkey in there? Still goats, apparently. Is that what if if there's a sombra in there? Oh well, okay. Still goats. Hmm. I would argue that there's even a, a distinction to be made. Even if you have all the characters, so we then settled on Zenyatta. Even if you have all the characters, goats goats are not created equal. There are goats that are defensive goats, aggressive goats, and the nuances in this are very different. And I think also it's fair to say that Vancouver Titans looked comp as, so extremely sophisticated to, uh, in comparison to what they were doing before. Ha did they have a better chance for their fundamentals? Certainly. Also, this, of course, the question entails also an implication about the future. I think if there was to be a meta that was super heavily reliant on DPS, and by the way, hasn't existed yet in Overwatch, or not in a long time, where DPS carry the compositions. Historically, we have tank lines and support lines that carry you to a championship. In Dive, that was true. In uh, maybe you could say that about specific finals, where who are you carried or where profit carried. But over season, it's mostly the, the front line and the, the back line that does it, right? And then, with the exception of certain teams. So, it is hard to conceive of a meta where they would drop off immediately. And I'm also not convinced that the residual advantage they still had from playing contenders isn't going to continue being an advantage now mm -hmm. like they they have the momentum they they have the so what what does it do if you're the top dog well you get the best scrims for one definitely you you are getting whoever you want to practice against you did dictate your scrim schedule so for instance i thought about what if you expect a specific team to be very good with coming up with a meta and you already played that team in stage one well, now Vancouver Titans can just say, let's make a partnership and let's just scrim like maybe two or three teams, maybe four teams that all don't play each other this, this stage. And let's just hone it out and not scrim against anyone else. It takes at least to the middle of the stage for anyone to catch up onto that meta to, to be able to see that if they were really to keep it hush hush. Don't think that will happen in that, that way as much. But yeah, it's um, like. Just like the fundamental skills they've learned through GOATS, I think there's high transitional value from that to the next comp, whatever it is. Though we will have to see, yes, certainly, some teams are very much nerfed by compositions. I just don't think that applies much to what Runaway has to offer. So yes, Runaway was a GOATS team, and so is Titans, and they did well in both metas, and now we have to see how they do outside of them. Thank you. That was, uh, that was a beautiful explanation. I'm just kidding. That's not what you said, but <laughs> that's not what you said. But my initial question was, was Runaway a GOATS team? And the answer, honestly, like, yes. Yes, they were. So. Sure. Uh, Runaway was a GOATS team. Uh, stage one was the GOATS meta. They ran it really well. And outside of the shocks, were pretty dis uh, outside of playing the shocks in the grand finals, were pretty decisive throughout the entire stage. They're definitely a top five from uh, team for me. I put them at eight, uh, which I know some, some analysts uh, <laughs> were, I think when we put it out there, all they said was 
Titans at eight question mark. Come on dot 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 as if it was way too high for them. Um, I felt like I knew immediately when I put Titans there, it'd be too low. I'm ready to put them in my top five. I need to see how they operate outside of a goat's meta. Assuming that stage two is something more, more consistently non goats. That that's just my take on it. They're still top five, maybe even top four. Top three, though, and, and I've been consistent with this, so you got to give me credit for this at least. Uh, top four or top three for me is is a big, big honor. And uh, man, Titans, they they might be there, they might not. Um, but yeah, they're they've they've definitely I've definitely I feel like overall they're gonna do better than eighth, but. I don't like I don't know yet if they're if I'm ready to be like, oh, yeah, you've got NYXL and Titans and shock and everybody else. Not quite there yet. Joe, how are you feeling on your take? I think you had them as the highest. I think you had them at five. I think Yiska had them at six yep. and I had them at eight. Um, um, how are you feeling? I think I think they could be higher. Um I think Spitfire is going to have a tough time as the stages hit like early on in the stage, just consistently, they're going to have a hard time, whoever they face early on in the stage, because it seems like that's the way that Blizzard wants to be um, shifting patches. And that's where they want to be making changes to the game. And that has affected Spitfire historically. We saw that this stage, we saw it last stage. It does not bode well for them when there's massive changes to the game. If I'm, Assuming that I still don't know exactly how I feel about stage two and exactly where we're headed. Um, more info on that later. But if there's another massive change, I think Spitfire are going to have a tough time. If we're just playing a different variation of goats, I think maybe some some of that skill transitions over. But there again, a lot of the same skills that uh, teams were practicing in stage one that were good are going to transition transition over as well so it uh doesn't bode well for them so they'd probably fall down and and you know kind of filter titans up gladiators still have a little bit to prove so again i'd probably move uh titans above gladiators there and then i think i'm pretty happy with that so far titan shock nyxl for my top three um in what order that goes depends um depends on the stage depends on the patch um mm. seasonally Maybe I put Titans over Shock. Um, for the most part, I'm pretty happy with the just the way that the power ranking is going so far. You know, Valiant looking a little slow, Fusion mm -hmm. looking a little slow, Dynasty still not bad. Um, Spark, yeah, not not to not to take this into you know making this about like power ranking review, but yeah, you know, I'll take the L on Spark. That's fine. I'll take that L. Mm. You know. Yeah, I heard a lot of good things. Assumed that those things would be good or true, and uh, they definitely weren't. So, yeah, to be fair, that is still missing Sassen, and we'll see how that turns out. The thing is, so for for instance, if I look at uh, at the next stage that Vancouver is playing, right? They start with Spark, then they play Dynasty twice that stage. They play Houston, they play Dallas and Boston, and then Defiance. That's like an average stage. It doesn't seem all that difficult, depending yeah. on exactly what gets played. And that, like, just in terms of power, doesn't Dude, seem all that difficult. 
Yeah, the, the only thing that makes me doubt is like, what, how good is Sol now? Right? That is, that will be a question. And also depending on the meta. And then, yeah. I, like, people have argued to me, so for instance, um, no Ryan is one thing that we can expect. Ryan's completely, the, like, the, the most severe changes seem to be the, the boob changes. Mm hmm. And uh, with that, Ryan's just dead in the water just because of um, how Winston manipulates that. And then uh, also Lucio is just like... That, then the question, though, is if Lucio is so reliably good at keeping Winston's at bay, how does that work? And yeah, it will be interesting. And then also some people mentioned Bunker. Um, so like Orisa tank comes with a lot of spam and... Um, maybe something like the, the Anubis standard defense that we still see from time to time uh, that has ridiculous win rates. If you win the first fight, they have like 70% fight win rate or something, something ridiculous after that. You just snowball into those, um, those crazy ults. You get tire, then you get supercharger. Supercharger builds you the next tire. Blood alone, you have to, you're slowing people down with, with you know whatever hit scan you tend to go with. The running Widowmaker, I think Ash could be an interesting fit into that composition. Probably a little bit slower on the rotations, but a lot more pressure just to the clump, let alone just picking off people here and there. And you can recontest from miles away. I, I miles. see miles. I see on in chat that you can't play comp, uh, bunker comps on attack. Technically true, and I don't, also don't expect it to to uh, that to happen. Technically, not true though. You could have bunker comps with Symmetra and mm -hmm. you could be mobile TP that way. Uh -huh. Yeah. TP to point, make it safe with Orisa shield so Teleporter doesn't get blown up and then uh, do it that way. Maybe think, we'll see Anubis, something like that. Anubis has definitely been the, uh, the map that we've seen the most where bumper, bunker comps on attack have worked. Um, mm. we've, we've seen it with teleporter. We've seen it with, um, Arisa yeah, taking that yeah. first kind of little platform, um, on teams that try to like treehouse. Uh, we don't mm. see a whole lot of treehouse obviously anymore, but, um, you saw it a lot on Hollywood a on attack as well, where teams would set up on defense with Arisa in in cafe on like the high ground in cafe. And instead of trying to dive that the attacking team would go back and swap to their own Arisa comp with a little bit more shield break, run around in position on the opposing high ground and just try to take a shield war and just attrition you out. Um, but yeah, Anubis as well saw a little bit of it from like Dallas in season one. Yep. Yeah. Instead of just trying to dive onto the point, they would just push through with like a kind of a mishmash of a, a tank comp and yeah. get the point. So I, I don't want to get too far far away from this for a second i do want to talk about um the show let's talk about the shock for a second so the shock lose sure. four to three uh they had a really interesting stage fun fact the shock were four maps away from not making playoffs they lose mm -hmm. four other maps throughout uh, and I, I haven't looked at the head-to-head -head, so maybe there's something in the head-to-head -head there that i'm missing but uh, they lose four different maps, and they go from sixth to ninth. The shot come in as the sixth seed, and then don't drop a single map until they play the Vancouver Titans here. Um, 
Yiska, for you specifically, are there any thoughts on their stage one performance in relation to where they kind of finished? I feel like they had a really tough stage one, stuck it out, but ultimately like kind of solidified themselves as a top four, top five teams, same as the Titans, uh, but less decisively because they did have to play uh, Vancouver, obviously. Did they play NYXL in stage one? I can't remember. They did. They did. So they, they had to played. play the two quote unquote best teams in yes. Overwatch League yeah. in one stage. Yeah. So that delta of like teams they had to play against is actually pretty nuts if you think about it. So they played uh they played both Vancouver and NYXL. Then they played Gladiators were very early in the stage. Okay, so that that be that as it may, but also without Violet, if I remember correctly. Yes. They Stomp Dallas, uh, lose 3-1 against Vancouver, win 3-1 against Spark 4-0 against Washington, then NYXL, then they win against Paris, right? I feel like, other than the Gladiators match, they probably won those ones you would expect them to win uh, on their trajectory through the, throughout the stage. And then I would argue that it's very possible that they were just a better team uh, at, in the end, how they presented themselves in playoffs, than the NYXL as well. I think their style of GOATs it was the superior one, very likely. And uh, so the aggression type of uh, gameplay, I, I personally, maybe that's a personal bias, but it, it seemed to me to be the correct interpretation of that particular set of heroes. And yeah, in, I think in general, while they had a weird start simply because like violet is not in uh in i i still think their trajectory has been pretty sweet especially because if you think about that roster it isn't necessarily one you would build only if you knew the entirety of overwatch league was going to be tank comps right like that you have some monster players on that roster in terms of tanks like Sinatra had to grow into the Zarya role, for instance, and then become one of the best. Uh, like the the when, I, I guess when, my so when when did Z uh, Sinatra have to grow into Zarya because he was great even back in in, yeah. in um selfless he played a, a, a yeah selfless Alienware monthly melee days yeah the requirements of that are very different though if you think about yes, it yes so, yes so. While it was, about, I was just really, really about proud to, to to remember something from Overwatch history. So, I, <laughs> let's let's be real. That's a win, that's a win for me, right? As like, oh yeah, John remembers. So for all <laughs> those a, are like, does back, John you know, know what he's that's what he's kudos. talking about? Uh, the answer is no. But I remember Selfless from back in the day. Back in Nam. Back in Nam. <laughs> so we say Nam yep. here in the Nam. US of A. Really. Oh, okay. Um, whatever. <clears throat> if you, I guess you can if you lose. Uh, <laughs> he threw him off. Speaking so of hard. losing wars, Yiska, you want to go there for a second? <laughs> like, we can. <laughs> I, nope. I, I don't mind. I have no problems. Nope. I have no problems going there at all. All right. Sorry. We're not going there. We're not going there at all. All right. Uh, so, in general, yeah. So, should, should Sinatra, just the point. Sorry. Yeah. Sinatra's Zarya certainly improved, much like the entire shock performance has thought over the stage, which is an admirable trait. You want that to be the case, right? You want to continuously see improvement. And then also in a, in a composition that isn't necessarily what they were built for, 
So, like, for the rest of the season, this bodes very well for them, I think. Like, they, they already got their heavy games out of the way. Then, like, the next stage, let's see. They play Valiant first, then Guangzhou. Then Guangzhou again. Then Defiant. I think they should have that as well, again. Then Spark again. <laughs> and then... Okay, fu Fusions and Dragons at the end. That is a pretty easy stage. Uh, so yeah, not the hardest ever, but still, like, there's a there's a pretty even, <laughs> consistent level of competition, which is nice because it'll give you. It won't be like the first stage where it's like, okay, here's here's how you do against the hardest competition. Here's like how how you'll do against like the weakest. You don't really get that like consistent middle ground to see like there's no asterisk like okay, well they maybe like skipped over this team to practice for the next team. Like it's just good teams for the most part, middle of the pack, solid teams. Yeah. No, I, I think shock like really excites me now. They're mm -hmm. like I, my my dream would be for gladiators to also step up, step up, and then we have a solid top four, and then whoever is good in the respective meta uh, during those stages can, you know, come in and surprise. But uh, those four teams, especially also, I also have to say gladiators towards the end. They got there when they when DK acclimated. So we'll see. I worry that the, they will end up becoming the London of this season. I said that you know in the preseason that you know they've positioned their roster to kind of shave it down. Of course, the cross of the season. If we look at how London performed in season one, they did very well in season or in stage one of season one, and then it was a downward trajectory with a peak at the end. So far. Shock has built a roster that's very similar, right? Not in terms of the players, but just how they've structured the roster. Lots of players. None of them are really going to see play time all that much. You know, there, there's going to be favoritism there. There's going to be players that, you know, adapt quickly or the heroes that they play are going to fit the meta. From there, stage two for season two could be rough. If we're following that same London path, you know, stage two, they might not make playoffs. Who knows? With that Winston change coming in, with the change to the meta... It would be interesting to see if they follow that same path. That's all I'm saying. I would be I would be sad too because they they have looked so good and it would be very strange if they did. But so far, it's it's starting to play out. If they fall off, they could uh, very well be the London of season uh, season two. It it could also be a triple TPS Hammond comp, and then like they could perform they much better, and then we throw yeah. this narrative out the window. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. And then everybody makes fun of us. By the way, for everybody who made fun of us, I do like I keep track of all those comments. So if you want to make like bold and brash predictions about um what we're saying on the show, make sure to tweet us at tactical underscore crouch. Because I screenshot those. I put them in a folder on my desktop called a desktop called Claim Shouter. And if you're right, we'll ignore it. And if you're wrong, I'm gonna call you out. On on the show, and that's that's gonna be your legacy in competitive Overwatch. Your five minutes of fame, nice. unclaimed chowder. I just want you to know that. So, are you I, making that a thing? Is that a thing now? Claim chowder. Claim chowder. So I have it. So I I created the folder actually when Doa said that he would never um, see a Matrix reboot movie. I made that folder. Oh. And since then, any time I've had strong feelings for something and somebody has said the opposite, I've put it in that folder. 
That seems like weird. just such a strange. I don't. I don't need a psychiatrist. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm it's like a strange trigger to have to pull. Like you know what? This is the this is the straw. No, my favorite my favorite tech blogger, um, John Gruber, um, not not the racist Nazi guy, but just like a really wholesome, uh, genuine uh, tech blogger, Apple blogger, creates this claim chowder things where he. He has this claim chowder folder where, you know, claim chowder, clam chowder, um, where basically people who say things like, you know, Apple's doomed or whatever. And he's like an Apple mm-hmm. pundit. Uh, he puts all those things in there and every once in a while makes like a funny little article about it. And so I, <laughs> that's why I do it. That's why you're all in my claim chowder. Yeah, am uh, I in your claim chowder? No, not Full yet. Transparency? No, no, no. Yes. No, I don't think so. Like it's, it's mainly things on only things I can screenshot. So, oh, okay. I got to make my, make my my hot opinions a little bit more clickable. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, gotta yeah. tweet them. Did you Let's, see my uh, my St. Louis tweet the other day? I'm fine with cutting up bagels, man. It's bread. <laughs> it's bread, dude. You you have to okay. Side tangent. You I, have to I admit come, that, that I, hashtag. I come from funny. a conservative Christian home where they cut up bread for communion however the f- they want. <laughs> But None it, of this is bread, by the way. You you guys don't have any idea what bread is, apparently. Oh <laughs> our bread does suck. Let's, let's our bread does our suck. Our bread is bad. Comparatively, like, Yiska talks about going, like, down, like, oh, like, how it's so stressful how, because he can't go to the shops and go to the bakery on, like, the weekends because everything's closed because they're actually, like, relatively civil in Europe. Um I wish we had bakeries. I don't have a bakery within like walking distance. I mean, we, my have house. Be so nice. we have lots of bakeries. We have lots of bakeries. I have a supermarket that sells just like, like it's discount just this white idea bread. of bread. Never yeah. made it no. to the United States. Only freedom and justice <laughs> and winning wars. That's all that Dude. we got. We missed bread. Well, f- you know. <laughs> it- if I look outside my window, within a 45 degree angle, there are two ba- bakeries. That's no, those are gas stations where we come from. That yeah, is that is that's that's th- cr- that's Krispy three... Kreme. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the Dunkin gas Del- station <laughs> that sells Krispy Kreme. Yeah, yeah. That's it. I can look down my street and see two gas stations. I would have to I'd have to travel like two miles to get to a bakery. Is, and even then, like, it's not great. Reeling it in. We're reeling you it back. You might need here. some oil to your fishing pole there, you bud. No, it was my grandfather's. Okay. It's my grandfather's. He's dead. You feel good now? Uh, playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right. So, so stage one play. Did that get dark quick? A uh, little bit. Stage one playoffs. Um, no real, like, huge upsets except for the dynasty upsetting NYXL in yeah. the. Ah! Wait, 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 guys. What do you mean? For you, Fusion would have to be an upset. We put 60 40. I said no huge yeah, upsets. Buddy. You need to calm. Hold, cool. Look at these snakes. turbo. I said it was going to be close. I said Rain was going to take it. Chat, you can. I have the receipts. I said it on air. 
I don't. I didn't. I said it was wrong. Did, did I, I not? Just, you know, and again, even I I'll like take the L if like, I didn't say it was going to be close. That's I'm fair. Like, oh, by the way, fusion. by the way, guys, who was going to take it all the way? True. Remind me again. True. 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 Remind me. Who, who said? Who said? Who was going to be soul? Who was going to be soul? Be soul. Did you say who? Who did you say oh, was going God. to beat soul? And like so. Who did you say was going to beat the winner of Atlanta Philly? I don't remember. Wait. Uh, <laughs> oh, you don't remember. <laughs> what does it? Wait, that, that's a completely different match. You're what are you saying? You're not out of this. You're not out of the, the NYXL predictions. Wait. So you, you we all the, said I NYXL beat Seoul. That's the thing. I, we all said NYXL beat Seoul. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all said NYXL goes to the finals. The, the winner differed. Yes, but so it's you're not, not like out of this. BBC, I'll take most of the L. Different. You take. You have to take some of it. I, I take the. I take the. Take this is the worst competitive Overwatch else. content I've ever <laughs> listened to I'm in my Christine. life. We We're made sideshows, <laughs> granola bar, granola bar eating, totally drunk off of his. Ass. Uh, like, like, well, uh, VOD, VOD review streams. Like, we make those look like watch point at this point. So can we can we do Disney Pot rankings next? We're re we're reeling it back in. Be, All we're saying is no, we did not expect Dynasty <laughs> to beat NYXL. Yes, yes. Dynasty, also, you're wrong if you were doing that. Just so just you are wrong. You're 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 dumb in a different way. You're lucky dumb. Yes. There's there's a character in King of the Hill called Lucky, and uh, have you ever seen King of the Hill? Yiska? A little bit. Most a little show. bit, yeah. So, hilarious show. My wife and I watch it all the time now. I didn't get it as a kid. I get it now. I love it. Uh, there's a character called Lucky who, like, makes bad decisions and always ends up better because of those decisions. That's one of those decisions. But yes. besides the fact we didn't, we didn't expect Soul to defeat NYXL, uh, so the first question obviously has to be why and how did they do it? Was this a win for Seoul? Was this a loss for NYXL, Joe? <sighs> Hard to say. Um, NYXL started the stage pretty shaky, I thought, um, when you compare them to uh, the... <laughs> The level of some of the goat scenes we've seen come out of the <laughs> season previously, it did look a little bit rough. It did look a little shaky. They're trying to find their footing. If you remember correctly, we saw a lot of Mecco on Sombra, and we even saw them drop a map to Washington running some, some DPS compositions on Assault maps. Um, so it felt like they were still trying to find their bearing. They seemed to kind of catch their stride in the middle of the season, but I, I think we overestimated, or at least me specifically, I won't prescribe this to any of you, um, how their style was so passive and teams could take advantage of that. So because their style was so passive, this did play very well into the style that Soul seemed to kind of catch catch on with, was this, this, the Sombra Goats with Michelle, who I'll get into because I did not see this guy coming at all, just completely out of left field. Um, yeah, I think this was kind of a stylistic match mismatch. Um, I think NYXL, I expected to adapt and prepare. It didn't look like they did that at all. It seemed like they choked quite a bit. I remember Animo not playing a very good game. Um, they had a really cool Volskaya clutch. they had but... Arc. 
Yeah, you miss me with that one because I've seen some pretty rough opinions on that. And uh, this ain't it, Chief. He called. That's that's not it. Um, shout out to Uber on that one. I'm not oh, that clever. Relax. So, I, dude, that <laughs> triggers me off the planet. It's like he died or some shit. Like the, what realistically happens is like you see him slightly less frequently than the average nerd that plays in a team house because he lives like three blocks down the road and is playing for a different team. It's like, wh why would that seriously, like emotionally, like what, what do you think players are, man? I like, will say people aren't completely rational. So there are some very strange things to happen, but I would find it very odd to see a player being removed from your bench affect the main starting roster as much as we're prescribing it to be, right? I think that's a little bit much. It's like, so you, you come home from, from school and your mom asks, oh, what's your day? And you're like, you know Jimmy? Jimmy from down the road? Yeah. He moved away. He moved to the next county. Well, you can still see him. You can take the car on the weekends. Yeah, I know. I'm really saying this, though. I got an F on the math test, and it was just like, I, I was emotionally a wreck. Like, please, mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't. Like, My come on. This shit would never fly. On. Have a heart. Like, nah, dude. That's not how this works. Sorry so, in advance, by the way. For those tuning in live, we're dropping a ton of frames, and I have no idea why, and I have no way to fix it. So It happens. It happens. I'm um, sorry. I think I I'm liking it a little bit, too. Guys, so. so. The audio will be good, right? Audio listeners. Like it's you know, just, we it's dropping like crazy. I have no idea why. Uh, but hey, the audio is all exactly. intact. Exactly. It's all that matters. <sighs> Our dulcet tones. It'll figure itself out, apparently. Exactly. All right. So, Isco is going to give you a chance to gloat about your fusion defeating the rain. I would have taken that chance anyway. But you jumped the gun. So you are I can denied. Do it again. You are denied. You my... sir. I told you so. I told you so. I, I, I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> you are denied, <laughs> sir. Uh, no. Like, for, for audio I, listeners, he was doing a slight Carlton dance. And no, no. It, it's a scrub dance. It's from oh, Scrubs. Oh, okay. Gotcha. We didn't get to the French uh, German part yet. That's, but there's there's a French and German part in the song that uh, oh, the female doctor gotcha. uh, sings. I'm not sure what her name is. Has been a while. So I'm still flabbergasted how anyone could have thought that uh, Atlanta was going to take that. I like, still don't have like a great. I, I you never really argued it that well. Why did you think that Shock was going to beat Atlanta? And I don't want. Oh, because wait, what? Why? Why did you think Shock was going to be Atlanta? I'll no, take Shock, it. You, you mean you mean Philly? My bad. Yes, Philly. My mistake. Yes. So a so just like on a we go from the very basics. Philly had a way better stage despite having uh, lacking boombox. Just in terms of uh, score, yes, they had a very weak stage, but yes, they also looked way better when, once boombox came in, which makes sense because you're repurposing a main support yeah, onto yeah, a flex yeah. support position. Somehow that was totally f a fine justification for Defiant to look shaky in the first couple of games, but was not accepted as much as uh, 
for for um philly then philly playoffs is always something different the like we have seen last season that these guys prepare like when they got to stage playoffs they were convincing like okay so i think they made two stage playoffs and the season playoffs right like two times they looked very very solid in those uh instances right wasn't that the case so in my mind they are they always have like if if you can say prep for this opponent philly will also be very pragmatic they are not falling for the same traps that anyway excel is apparently doing where they're like you know <clears throat> we get into playoffs let's practice for the theoretically worst opponent we could meet and try to beat them there that has never worked for them like maybe take baby steps and start preparing for the next match and i think philly is completely satisfied with just preparing for atlanta primarily and then maybe having a, a coach like scout out the other teams that they could potentially meet take like notes especially if they are coming up uh, in future games or whatever but it's like in my mind, they are a proven entity of preparation. Atlanta is a new team in a playoff situation. And I also think that Atlanta were one of the teams that didn't improve as quickly across the stage than, as other teams did. Yeah, I and I also think the, the strategical advantages that they had, for instance, the... the, the uh, trance thing where they trance a lot of out of fights won a lot of other fights that way sort of math mathematically solved that that was almost standard at certain points uh, down the line for most teams so they sort of like they they weren't that special anymore and <clears throat> yeah in general i think um the philly just because of their also, they make it in five two. Should have should have been six one. I would even argue. Mm. Um, yes, they were underwhelming, but I, I learned from Valiant last season, dude. Like sometimes teams just don't look great, but still uh, get the Ws, and that's Philly for me as well. I'll take that. I'll take that. Brought us some good points that I haven't heard up until now. So yeah, I'll take that. Fair enough. Mm. I'll take that L. That's fine. All right. I, I I have nothing else for you guys. On the Let's <laughs> like, see. I'm smart. We ready to talk about Roku? Want to? It's going to be Roku. kind of a. All right. Where do uh, we start? Sorry again. I have no idea why I keep dropping frames here. I don't know if it's my switch uh, or anything else. So Ooh. apologies, I will look into it diligently, but it's always during, like, once noon hits, this happens. Every time. Also in your normal streams? I, I don't stream normally at noon. Mm. But every okay. time I try to stream at noon, my, the internet's just like, f*** you. <laughs> my, my thinking was, okay, so you're, you're also, like, in this Discord call. Maybe that's too much for the... Mm. I, I mean, I have 40 said. megabits per second upload, and I stream at 3,000. Yeah, yeah. And like when I when I go and do like when I go and do like my speed test, it's like, yo, you're getting 40, bro. So yeah. like I don't I don't really know. Maybe it's OBS. Maybe it's time to split switch to XSplit. I don't know. Hmm. But um, I think one thing we could still talk about is the finals themselves, right? Definitely. 
That was uh, I haven't felt that way in a long time, Jet. I'll tell you what. I don't smoke, but I could have used a cigarette. <laughs> yeah. That no, that was, was... 2019. Like, yeah. Did that not feel like an Apex final? Easily. Easily. No. Yeah. So in general, like, of course, very close series. I also think I was very close, like, okay, let's, let's put it in here because I like, sometimes it's like weird to write like articles after the time for them has passed. But I was like conceptualizing an article in my mind, just like a letter, a love letter to future champions. It would have been called, right? So it's you there's the like titles, by the way. <laughs> you have the best. They're the best. They're way better than Joe's. Don't tell him that. Oh, don't tell him that. But when it comes to writing headlines, okay. you just get number one. So there's there's Joe predictions. Number three, bench mom number two. There's predictions. There is uh, headlines. So the only thing that Joe as an identity has on me is dressing up as his. Bed, uh, bed, over bed. What do you call those those things? I'm just gonna let you keep digging that hole, buddy. <laughs> is that even is that your blanket or is that something you have over your blanket? Um, no, it's just my comfort, just the top of my bed sheets. I don't know. Makes sense when you have dogs, right? Mm, yeah, don't want mud all over that shit. Fuck that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, in general, it's like. That final in itself will be such a valuable experience. Just think of the storyline of Vancouver Titans and what that should tell the Shock players, right? They were a team that were chokers, absolute chokers in big, big league finals. They get to that game seven once again, right? So Apex Season 2, Apex Season 4, they got into Game 7 and lost them both times. Then they get into Contenders Season 2. It was Season 2, right? Yeah. And they get to the finals and then they win it there, right? Suddenly, what used to be the bane of their existence turned into a positive. So they turned it around, right? Now, <clears throat> look at that final and don't tell me that they didn't fucking channel the power of the universe of their lessons into that Rialto attack where they set a new world record. You don't see that performance unless they, th those three core players, is it three or four? Yeah, Gen General was also in there, right? Yeah, so yeah. Huxel, Stitch, Bumper, General. Like, you n will never see a performance like that from that team if they hadn't gone through these two experiences. Mm -hmm. So okay, so extrapolate that to shock. Suddenly, it's like you need to make these experiences. You need to win, lose these big games in order to like look at what happened to Vancouver. Now they clutch that shit. They, it's like they got a superpower, a seventh gear. Like you get into that, you're you're jittery. They are getting stronger. They're not going down. They absolutely ram you it's like okay so wow they they unlocked like a a new ability to themselves even though that was their weakness before now as shock i think that is the best that could have happened like if if you write 
like a script in order, not just from a narrative point of view, but from a probability of point of view, if they want to make a deep playoff season run, this is the experience you want them to have in stage one, so they learn from it. At best, they have the same thing happen to them in stage two, and then they're hungry for a W. Then they go the extra mile, do the extra streams, like, stop jittering, right? Like, that is what you want to have. And the storyline itself, like, Jesus Christ, that, that's amazing, right? And just think of the possibilities. Okay, so I'll guess uh, I'll have to make a calendar note here. Imagine San Francisco Shock against Vancouver in the Overwatch League season grand finals and then in a game seven. And what happens then? No, but they don't have the veteran advantage anymore of knowing what it feels like to lose, of knowing what to, uh, it is like to be in that situation. It will be an amazing, like, just like combination of circumstances. And I think, honestly, losing that was ultimately of higher value to the San Francisco Shock of that young roster than a W could have been. Yeah, yeah, it follows uh, the same kind of tropey narratives that uh, for all you, you all you weebs in chat. Uh, very typical like tournament arcs and anime follow right you know the the team goes in you you think that the they're gonna win in in the first round match because they're the main characters they're the focal point of the story and they lose but they learn from it and they go and they train harder and harder and then they they meet their rivals in the finals and they win and you know it's a big celebration and and we all get euphoria right um but that I, I must say that was a haunting performance like that that could have been a passing of the torch like here we don't want our chokers card anymore. You can have it. Not that mm. the, not that the shock choked. To be fair, right? They mm. didn't choke. They actually played quite well. It was just Vancouver. Pff, I don't. I, I wrote this in an article. It got changed, but I, I'll you know I'll repurpose it for the show. Um, I compared it a lot to the scene in Avengers: Infinity War where Thor kind of comes in and swings the tide of the last fight in Wakanda, right? Where he comes in with like his new weapon, <coughs> and he's and he, he's the he's the guy that ch ch like uh, has the the momentum. He's the momentum shifter for the shock, right? Like so, everybody had that Thor moment on the shock. Whether it was Troy playing on the flanks, whether it was you know Super Shatters, whether it was uh, Violet popping off on Kings, or everybody felt like they had like this big momentum shifting moment to kind of carry them into the next game, in the next game, in the next game. And then they don't hit Vancouver in the head. And Vancouver snaps them with a world record on Rialto. Like, that's the thing. What do you do? What do you do? But like, what Perengate Perengate says in chat is very true. That the problem with the narrative is that yes, Vancouver looked more dominating on Escort. That is true. But keep in mind, Shock finished Rialto. That is not a given in this current yes. meta that you finish Rialto. I think only like sixteen percent of the. Uh, attacks on Rialto are finished. So by them finishing it, they already showed that they can play at, at least Rialto in terms of escorts. It isn't a given that we're getting this, like, mm -hmm. uh, that, that it will uh, result in a better performance by Va Vancouver. They shock by all means already overachieve what you want to have from an attack. And then the se seventh gear comes in and Vancouver just collapse them just, just like a world record dude honestly <coughs> if you want to have like easy views what you do is you put them in a position look you take like 
the situation. You zoom in on the map score. You go like, and San Francisco Shock finishes Rialto. Maybe you catch a catch a voice line from the shoutcasters saying like, that is already very good. Like a lot of attacks don't land on Rialto. Blah blah blah. And then you go like back to Apex Season Two and back to Apex Season Three. Put them in like in a little grayscale tone. Just go like a back. Uh, um, like a back view, and then you go into that final moment, slap some, you know, like uh, Japanese outrage uh, speech over it. How someone just like channels the entire energy, <laughs> like Mutant Roshi, I mean, runner's face, just like going, like, Yes, you can do it, guys. And then you just go like on that last reality round and just speed run through it. Like, that was awesome. Teams done quick, dude. Like it's just, like you go, you go six maps, and the other team overachieves against you. Your back is against the wall, and you smash them a minute over. Like it's fucking insane. Like you couldn't write that shit. Nobody would believe that shit. No, it's, that that's art. That's life imitating art at that point. Like this again. Yeah. This this follows every story ever. Like that the main character is falling early and and rising late. We haven't got to that that rising part, but this was this was some crazy level stamina out of out of Vancouver. You don't play seven games. You're playing your heart out. These aren't cl- these are these aren't easy games for them. These are games that each fight matters so so much and it's on a knife's edge and they're they're just shouting their pants off and they go to seven games and then they pull out more you have more gas left in the tank that's i i don't know what to say that that should leave you speechless well and and something to um to kind of say is honestly this this whole entire series was probably decided by three or four fights total yep um th- there there's so many times and i think like especially i think especially on payload maps you um escort maps i don't think people realize how few fights actually end up making the difference on those maps mm-hmm. um we saw this on king's row where uh do you guys remember when shock pushed them all the way back to their C spawn? So yeah, so yeah, yeah. the shock, yeah. So the shock basically I think on their first attack. Yeah, on the first attack takes it and they push them all the way back to their C spawn and win a fight there. And then Vancouver continues to hold like they so basically like the idea is to only have to do one fight through the B phase. And they find a way basically, so so they <laughs> execute that flawlessly, and then Titans turn around. Went, come back, win a fight, and they basically sit there for three minutes short of point B. Yep. There's there's this type of um, storyline going on all the time on these payloads maps, payload maps where it's it's almost not about how many fights you win, but where you win them. Yes, and this was mm. definitely a case for uh, the shock there, where I feel like especially on payload maps where. They, they, it feels like they won the wrong fights at the wrong time. And I think that that's encapsulated if not, not to cut you off, but I think like Boston, for instance, has like a terrible fight win rate, but it's when you win the fights that matters. Mm. You can win series based on exactly when you win them. You could lose three fights in a row, but if you win that pivotal last fight to cap the point, then you win the map. Also, you have, lot, you have a negative win rate, but you still win the game, right? Yeah, because the, the objective of the game is not winning the fight, but capping the objective. So, like, famously, yeah. famously, like, Rogue 
didn't have like stellar teamfight performances. But if you always fight like 5v6 and get a lot of payload time, like that, that's a different way to win. That is very possible that you have different approaches to uh, how you achieve the objective in Overwatch. It's just very conclusive to winning to win teamfights. But yes. like there are teams that are very good at losing teamfights, meaning they drag out so much time out of their opponents and like do it with, with limited resources and whatever. Like that is just a reality of how Overwatch works as a game, right? It's not like you have like the, the some of the the aspects of the game like respawn time or like that you don't have any resources in terms of like okay, you only have X tickets so you you can off, respawn that often or whatever. The staggering component of like a lot last points. Like th this makes team fights uh, pretty usable in most situations, but not in all of them, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, also just just like as a, as a side point to the uh, to the finals, man, were there a couple of cool plays in that? Like so many memorable like yeah. solo actions, especially weird for the goats meta, right? So, for instance, one comes to mind like Choyobin on a Anubis, where he like throws the bomb and has like um janu so janu boosts up on top and also throws his bomb but whiffs it and then they are both diva <coughs> and Choi throws his bomb gets a double and then kills uh janu as well on top like i i was in first person when i saw that i was like okay <laughs> all right kid you got outplayed right there right then choyobin uh, once again on b where they narrowly win that map um like certain Sinatra plays were very memorable. Like it's like on on Vancouver's behalf, that King's Road turnaround where they're they're being chased. They're, Vancouver's on defense in this scenario, so they're being chased through point B, right? So it, it, if I remember correctly, I think shot caps A. They're being chased to pressure them and and try to get stagger kills. And I think supercharges and overextends, and then Vancouver flips the switch commits a grav and like a sound barrier and then flips the fight on its head. Mm -hmm. Like just the, the, the ability to see those windows and be as confident as they are that they can take those fights is not many teams do that. Well, a lot of teams try to do that and fail and they dig themselves a deeper hole. Vancouver can somehow claw their way out of that hole and, and find a team fight win when relative, you really shouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah, just have, like, absolute banger of a match. Also, like the okay, so this is one thing. I hope he doesn't mind that I tell him that I ask him or that I'm uh, saying this, but of course, we all know that Super Land is an absurd amount of shatters. So, very often I noticed though that Vancouver didn't even really need an ult to counter. Like, sometimes they just didn't lose guys, even though like two were on the ground or whatever. And most of the time, they were like very spread out. So, <clears throat> and they were just like super was just near edge shattering people that were outside the the shield cover i was like are they baiting that shatter for some reason and they they just know how to recover and that's their strategy so i asked tasha he said no super's just nuts at shatters like that's just how it is and we're pretty good at, apparently at uh recovering from that <clears throat> so I, though i have to say like of course recovering 
it's not a 50-50 scenario. They still lost the majority of the fights where the Fat Shadows landed, right? Yeah. But also very telling, like in the in the final moments of the game, map, once again, it's like a nuts bumper shatter as well. Where he like he had a bunch of 180s, I think, as well. Yeah, he would charge in, miss, and then spin and shatter. I think he did that. Uh, was it on their attack or on their defense? I think for the last the last fight you'd normally take on B or no, I'm sorry, right right before the start of C in that area, he would charge past, miss, turn around, and, and do a 180 and, and hit mm. people. So yeah, uh, that's what I do. Armor. That's what I do in comp, by the way. Do you? That's, that's me. <laughs> It's like 180, 360 shatters. It's just like off the top rope sometimes, you know, yeah, off high ground, do a couple spins yeah, on the way down. You know, backflip. Those are fun. Backflip. Reinhardt can't even backflip. And I'm like, yeah, but he can, right? <laughs> like, Give Reinhardt backflips. Yeah, but he can. So obviously he could. So, mm -hmm. Anyways. All right. So here's here's where we're at, chat. And, and, and Yiska and Joe. We're at this point where we wanted to talk about roll queue and roll lock and competitive Overwatch. But we're kind of running out of time. So the, I, the choice that we have here is that Yiska and Joe can give us some leaks and we can do a nice slow ending or we could talk about roll queue. I'm trying to think of something that I, I, don't, I don't know any that I'm at liberty to talk about. So, okay, here's one leak and I can't say specifics, but the, the coaching changes are going to come. Like there's a bunch of teams that have to, like more than Valiant, right? Where uh, other teams are also restructuring their coaching, restructuring their staff in general. I'm not sure if how much they will even talk about some of those staff, but like performance coaches have been let go, house managers have been let go, um, and yeah, it's like especially like in the lower rungs, people are rightfully so trying to make back big changes as you should you, you don't uh some of those teams have been accompanying the lower end of the the pack for a while and it can't be good right you don't you don't want to just sit there for season on season and not make any changes right um i don't know what's going on with that valiant move to be fair I don't know who to believe. People say it's not happening. People say it is happening. I have no idea. But mm. I would imagine that Valiant has to be making moves. What moves they're making, I have no idea. It's also, this is, by the way, I'm far less certain of this, but what really is interesting, especially for those that have followed Western Overwatch for a while, I wonder what with the remaining reality or royalty, how much changes we will see there. They, I've heard some interesting theories that people are pursuing. I'm not sure if that will be finalized at all, and, but it's, it would be cool just to see, you know. So I, I don't know if you want to close out the show this way, John, but like, what's one move that you guys would like to see happen? I'll let you go and then I'll, I'll, I'll make my, my the one move for a team that would be like the most improvement or the one that you'd like to see. What's one trade you'd like to see happen? Uh, Valiant mm. sign the Vancouver Titans. Mm. Multi-million dollar. It's just, uh, it's just money, man. You can't take it with you. These guys are rich. Yes, just looking something up. 
if you can't yeah. tell by the loud keyboard clacks. I'm looking up H. Okay, that doesn't work. Uh, that doesn't work. Say? Like some runaway players being picked up because it was like, holy to be hell. Fair, there are some that are of age that are available. I think yeah, but not the good ones. Is... Well, okay, Gun Gym's yeah, yeah. not bad. But not yeah, the yeah. good ones. Not the not best ones. Not I'm, a, I'm a free agent. I'll be the 20 year old Overwatch League free agent. Join my buddy Dak. How old Doing is Dak? What? Is he like 32? <laughs> I don't know. What? Dak. Wait, how old is Dak? Dak. He's, he's... he's older, man. Mm, we might he's be 29. 29, we're the same age. Oh, man. He's two years younger than I am. Almost to the day. You're not. You're never going to make it into Overwatch League as a player, Yuska. I just want to tell you yeah. right now. If 23 is too old, I think we're all past our prime. Then if, again, if your parents I, never told you, let me be the, the voice of reason. Then again, Hurek really inspires a lot of us old folks to be able to collect a paycheck there's while doing anybody, absolutely nothing. If there's anybody who I know uh, <laughs> sanctifies Hurek, it's you, yeah. yeah. That's definitely you. I would... I would try to be a very good good luck charm i would try to as well i would be the type of person who would like be awful but the team wins anyway just because like that's luck for me i'm a very not, lucky person i'm the type of person not, you want to take with you to a casino <laughs> you're the guy who's like oh that that lady's wearing like a, a floral print dress that's the table we go to. I'm it, feeling it. Yeah, I, well, yeah, I, I just, just like yeah, that. I give like, vibes. I, you know, like I, I actually I love blackjack, and so I've been a bit, but I'd also be the type of person to be like, you know, have nine drinks and be like, let's go play mm -hmm. blackjack, so I can't even see the cards, <laughs> and then still do better than like all my friends who play perfectly by the book. And I'm like, you know what? Let's, What's let's this split those say? tens. We're gonna split those tens. Why not? <laughs> yeah. I'd be that now, for your Overwatch League team, LA Valiant. I don't want just chat for a measly fifty k a year. I'd do it for league minimum. <laughs> I would do it for you. <laughs> yeah. No more leaks, which means that it's time to go. Yeah. I don't think I have anything I could disclose. <sighs> Next week, get working on that, guys, because it was great. For, it was great for the Reddit last week. It was so That's good. Yeska. It was so That's good. That's all Yeska. It, it was last week, Joe, which is why I'm saying. I don't uh, have nothing. I, no, I don't talk to nobody. None of our spots are safe. In the same, no. None of our spots are safe on this podcast. <laughs> is what I'm saying. I'll I'll remove myself in a minute. If like Thorne or Monty want to come on and be like, I'm hosting this podcast. I'll be like, now. here's, here's the assets. Here's the assets, sir. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Big fan of your work. Bye. Um, yeah. So thanks for hanging out with us, by the way. We're going to be back right after we play the outro music. All right. I thank you all individually. Um, but for those of you who are brand new to listening to the podcast, make, for, make sure to follow the podcast at tactical underscore crouch and um, all that other good stuff. Thank you for listening. We really do, do, do appreciate it. Um, thanks for dealing with our We've got some weird issues. I can't tell you why we're dropping frames. I have no idea why we're dropping frames. I have the best internet in the world. Like NASA is like, hey, John, can we leech off your internet to uh, communicate with uh, 
I don't know, what's the name of one of their their little doodads? Legacy 7X2. I don't know. Um, you pay taxes for that. You should know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do I pay taxes? Do you think we get like a brochure that like where our taxes go? That'd be really nice, to be fair. But there's a lot no. of things, man. There's a lot of things my my taxes go to, and most of it is old people. So uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. I don't mind. I pay boomers. my. I pay my taxes. I don't complain. Just do what I'm do what I'm told, and just like you know, if I get a return at the end of the year, that's that's all I care about. Got a good return this year. Uh, but besides that, follow the show at tactical underscore crouch. We really appreciate it. Any support for the show, your follows, your listens, your recommendations to a friend, your subs, your donations, your bits. We had an awesome bit war going on earlier today. And, um, we want those every day. I'm just kidding. It's so bad. You don't have to do that. Uh, but we really do appreciate it. All your support. I mean, we all just volunteer. This show is just volunteer time for us and. Uh, from the editing to the putting it on all the podcast feeds to putting it on to YouTube to making sure there's not 30 ads instead. I think I think I max it out at like three or four um, is because you guys have been all so great in supporting it in other ways. So thank you for doing that. We really do appreciate it. Uh, Joe, what do you got up uh, this week? What do I have coming up this week? Um, I finally have done the study on Guangzhou. Um, very interesting team. Um, not a ton of style to him, but uh, Char is pretty aggro. Seems like he calls uh, TLDR. Um, could be an interesting team. I don't think we've seen their depth just yet, but for the most part. I think I've prescribed them pretty well. And yeah, they're kind of interesting. That's over on the YouTube. Cool. Um, probably we'll be continuing that. I don't know if anybody has any wants or needs out of uh, what team comes next, but Paris might be on that list um, coming up. Um, check out some of the interviews I have with some of the contenders players coming up on my Twitter and on Esports Heaven and possibly other websites. We'll see. Um, other than that, uh, the usual stuff. Just uh, check out the Twitter and the YouTube and follow for all those updates. That's Volamel everywhere, by the way, guys. Volamel. Yep. It's There's nobody else out there with the name of Volamel. That's a good name. Nope. It's a good name. Yiska, what about you, man? What do you have coming up this week? No, uh, the um, Scrimbuck Stock Exchange? None of that? Not yet. I think uh, that's going to be last. So... Like, I've, I think, three more days in my contract with EVP. So I'm looking to, like, round it out. I have one uh, on meta uh, conception coming out probably tomorrow. Probably want to have two more uh, this, like, on the weekend. And then mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to getting, thinking it over, starting again. Nice. Uh, coming next weekend. Go on live streak, like, have a daily video and see where it goes. Cool like it what do you got john what's what's coming up other uh, than... oh geez i mean you guys know me my lifeblood is this show so um this is all i live for every week in and out this is just what i'm about so uh besides that though you can follow me everywhere at kick tripod and i i post stuff so um i i'm i'm the global community lead for helicon gaming which creates the amazing go xlr that we actually use to power this whole show um, which is kind of neat when you think about it. 
And so doing a ton of stuff there. But as far as content for me, I'm wanting to get into Apex content, Joe. I want really? to. Really? Yeah, I do. And I don't know Man, why. Man, uh, I wish I still had. Like, I thought the game was so cool when it first came out. And then I'm just like. I feel BRs. you, but I don't want to play Call of Duty. No, I agree. I don't want to play Fortnite, especially after True. all the changes that they made. And, and I'm just, fair, I'm just not a very good building a builder. I'm just like, I like, I do like Apex. So I'm like, I'm mm. kind of wanting to do that. My wife and I are going to do, we really want to do, we have two new podcasts that we want to try to do. We want to do John and Katie ruin everything. My wife's name is Katie. Where it's basically, we take <laughs> topics, like imagine topics that Yiska knows a lot about. And we know like. 30% of what Yiska knows, and then we create a podcast about it. <laughs> That's oh, you want to be politicians. Yeah, basically, <laughs> exactly. So so we want to like create a like a kind of just a nice little pop culture podcast about mm. that and talk about it. We also want to do another podcast called Retails from Retail. <gasps> and, uh, if you do that, I have so many good stories. So my wife and I met working at a, a retail Apple store. And she's at corporate now. I did some stuff there. And then now I'm just like living. I'm sure you have some dude, like full grown, we'll like trade. grown ass 70 year old ladies laying down in front of our, uh, in front of the doors to the Apple store because we won't see them first. Like that kind of stuff. It's so good. So we want to do, we don't know if we're going to do it, make it a segment or make it a whole show called retails from retail. Uh, but none of that's, that's coming so anytime soon. So I don't know why I'm telling you, it should. you about it right now. Um, but as for me, yeah, just uh, just kind of uh, status quo here. We've been talking about this, though, about doing some kind of mini tactical crouch episodes throughout the week. Like imagine, you know, just like a 20, 30 minute uh, hop in after a really good night of Overwatch League matches. So um that's kind of like we're, we're we're kind of playing around with that idea. It's super not rounded out at all. Mm. But uh, that'd be kind of cool. Kind of give you that Overwatch League daily fix without me um, jeopardizing my own personal health, which is I think a good thing. So, yeah, Definitely. I think that's gonna do it. How do we do it on time? 118, man. That's a good time. We're going to get out of here. Thank bad. you guys for tuning in for episode 25 of Tactical Crouch. We'll be right out. We'll be right back after we play the outro music. Thank all the new subs, donations, bits. And just chat with you guys a little bit. And that's where all the Yiska leaks are going to come because that's basically how he works. Sure. We'll see you guys. Bye. Bye.